name is Alec Moran, and I have known Megan Rahamet since uh, September of 2009. So that is, what are we, what year are we? That's like 12 years now, I think. Well, t- uh, 10 and a half. Long time. We met at day one of French 101. At least that's the first time I remember meeting Megan. French 101 uh, with Adam Hilevsky. Uh, she was one of the two Megans in the classroom. Megan R, if you will. What was the other <laughs> Megan like? Um, utterly forgettable. I don't even remember. <laughs> so what when you when you met Megan R, what was your first impression of her? Well, she was the Megan who looked like uh, Zoe Deschanel or Katy Perry or something, if you want to go that route. Yeah. I remember she was sitting, if I remember correctly, she was sitting a row or two behind me uh, in class that day. And the class was a Tuesday, Thursday, Friday uh, class. So this was a Tuesday, I would imagine. And who knows where that other Megan is? She's probably dead by now, you know? I only had room for one Megan at the time. I mean, it's funny, like, we're talking with Megan, we reminisce all the time, so I don't think any of these stories are going to be surprises to her exactly. But the thing that really sticks with me most is a memory where you were actually there. Um, and I guess this isn't exactly a memory about of Megan exactly, but how Megan made me feel one time. It was, uh, we were all sitting at Sportsman's Club, kind of in the little alcove, the front window. I told that story, uh, you told your story, I should say, first about how you would put, I think, A1 on Pop-Tarts or something like that. Is that what it was? Barbecue sauce? Uh, no. You do something weird with a (laughs) Pop-Tart. Or am I completely wrong? That might have been Jack. I I had a thing with frosting. That Okay, right. You would take the whole tin of frosting and eat it. And I told my story about uh, how I would steal bouillon cubes out of the pantry and wrap it in a paper towel and lick it through the night. And Megan said something to the effect of like how she thinks I'm a great storyteller. Um, And it was just such a small thing, but like coming from Megan, who is kind of like the arbiter of good taste and coolness, like that just made me feel so good. I mean, obviously I majored in creative writing, so I was I would hope that I would be a good storyteller, but just hearing it from Megan has always been just like a feather in my cap ever since. It made me feel really nice just to have her say that I'm a great, uh, an entertaining or whatever storyteller. Like, when you can land a joke or something that makes Meg, like, something she finds truly funny, it is a, it's a very special feeling. <laughs> she has a big, a great laugh too, Yeah. When she was in San Francisco, we would keep in touch by like uh, talking on Facebook Messenger at like two in the morning and just sending photos of dogs for adoption back and forth. (laughs) And there was one time Megan asked me what I was doing and I said I was listening to The Cure and looking at dogs to adopt.
we used to, uh, God, just, and this is a good indication of as, as long as uh, me and Megan's friendship has lasted, how we used to go uh, at those college parties and break glass bottles in the alley just for fun. And now how horrible that would be. We would get so pissed if anybody, you know, <laughs> yelled past 11 o'clock in the back alley now, like how far we've come. Yeah, I Charlotte told me about you guys your penchant for breaking bottles yeah. just like as an activity. What a horrible bunch of assholes we were. <laughs> <laughs> This is a great story that I remembered about Megan. Uh, we were at, uh, this is senior year of college. We were at a party. It was at either like Lauren Ponto's house or Elizabeth Bauman's house. Maybe they were living together at the time. Um, and we were, I remember we were sitting in the laundry room, drunk. Uh, and I think that I broke a window on purpose because as we've learned with bottles or window panes, no glass was safe when you were around us in college. But I broke the window, not just to break it, uh, but we had this idea that we would be blood brothers. <laughs> we sliced our hands and we smushed them all together. And me and Megan are, we share blood, you know? And uh, that's what kind of keeps us together, I think. Also, just another example of how much we've changed since college. <laughs> But yeah, me and Megan have each other's uh, blood flowing through each other's veins. So that's what keeps us together. I also think Megan and I are both kind of uh, old souls. We have often very little patience for like the youth or modernity sometimes. How would, let's say the two of you today were to Mm -hmm. somehow wind up at a party with the two of you when you're 19. (laughs) Oh my God. I don't even think we would talk to the younger uh, cohort. We would hate them. We would call them dumb. That's another Megan thing. She's always dumb. You know, she has those one word kind of dismissive phrases that she's got in her back pocket all the time. Dumb is a big one. Dumb, <laughs> dumb. is a big one. Yeah. I've been on the receiving end of that plenty of times. I'm sure you Who have. Hasn't? Oh, of course. We would all in college uh, get uh, gather at any of our houses to watch Mad Men. Um, I generally had the better TV, uh, not to brag, that's not what the story's about, but this was, uh, one of the season premieres after Mad Men had been off for like two years and we were all obsessed with the show. We would have Mad Men parties, that whole thing. Um, so me, uh, John Peschke, who I was living with, uh, Megan and Charlotte all got over to my house to watch this premiere. And this was the episode that had the Zooby Zooby Zoo scene. Probably the most iconic Mad Men scene of all time. But I remember we're watching this episode and we're like 30 minutes in and our cable cut out. Only for the length of that scene and came back on right afterward in the aftermath. But we were freaking the fuck out. We didn't obviously we didn't know what the scene was that we had missed yet. And later on we saw but it was just hilarious to miss the most iconic Mad Men scene and only that scene after we had taken the time to get together and uh, watch the show. Megan, uh, happy birthday. Happy 30th birthday. 
Uh, I miss you. I love you. You are one of, if not my oldest friend in Chicago at this point. Uh, I can't wait to be with you again. You have always been kind of uh, the essential uh, element of coolness in my life. Whatever you were doing, I wanted to do. Whatever you liked, I wanted to like. Be it Tom Waits, jazz music, uh, drinking hard liquor, which I still don't really have an ability to do. Um, but you have been such a great influence and a great friend and always a support system. You helped me even find Kanga, which is a huge part of my life as well. Um, so I love you. I miss you. Happy 30th birthday. I still remember this first day I met you as well, Steve. Me too. That's a fond memory of mine as well. Yeah, we had the debate about how to pull your penis out when you're peeing. <laughs> a debate that I don't think was ever settled. No, we're st- we're setting our ways now. <laughs> yeah. But I think I was watching an episode of Curb uh, where I think Larry David is a pull through the fly kind of guy. That so. does not surprise me at all. And I, I, <laughs> I don't think that settles the argument any at all either. I know. I know. <laughs> 